This episode of Doug's Open Mic is brought to you by Mystic River Acupuncture, ancient medicine for a modern world. For over 30 years, Mystic River Acupuncture has specialized in helping musicians deal with the aches and pains that come from constant repeated motion. For more information, check out mysticriveracupuncture.com. Perks and Corks is located in the heart of downtown Westerly, the home of incredible live music six nights a week and world-famous martinis. Want to get from the couch to the stage, as Doug always says? Check out Perks Open Mic Night every Monday. For more information, go to perksandcorks.com. Are you looking for great food at unbelievable prices? Check out Boneyard Barbecue in Ashaway. Whether you're looking for a fun night out, family-friendly entertainment, or a beautiful venue to host your next event, Boneyard Barbecue has everything you can ask for. Find them on Facebook at Boneyard Barbecue. Welcome to Doug's Open Mic, a podcast spotlighting local musicians, bands, and songwriters. Everybody, Doug's open mic back again. So here we are. We got some special guests. We actually have this is a new record for the amount of guests. We actually have three guests here at the same time. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. But but it's a band, so I guess that it still counts. Um, so we have three times distilled, um, and we're gonna jump right into it. So introduce yourself, guys. Uh, I'm Joey Michael. I am the guitar player for Three Times Distilled. I am Tyler Seaton. I am the vocalist for Three Times Distilled. And my name is Spencer. I'm an alcoholic. What are we doing? <laughs> <laughs> I play drums. Oh, oh Woody Spence. I was going to have some beer here, but I somehow got stopped. It mm. Still may come. Still may come. Anyway, so um, Joey's a, a local guy. Um, went to Denver for a few, So we always start talking about their early years. So when did you guys start actually playing instruments? Joey, we'll start with you. Um, one of like, my first memories ever, I had a like, $15 guitar under my bed with four guitar strings on it. And I didn't, my, my dad also had his mom's guitar, which was a Gibson Super 400, which was, I knew was like this pristine thing. Oh, you can't touch that. And How old? so I kind of just associated with all guitars were expensive. So I had this one under my bed, and I would, when I was like four, my first memory, I would pull it out and try and play it, but I just assumed we couldn't afford guitar strings. So then I would put it oh, back yeah. and like hide it. Was so it how old were you then? Like four or five. Oh, four or five. I wasn't doing anything great, but yeah. I was very like fascinated with the whole thing. I didn't know what it was, and I knew it was expensive. But, but the whole thing on guitar strings is, is uh, and Dan Stevens is a master at this, there are guitars with three strings, he plays what they call a diddly bow with one string. Yep, mm. he's really good at that. I love Dan Stevens. Yep, and, and he is spectacular at it. So four strings is I could have okay. made it work. I could have made yep, it work. Yep. You know, I was just, you know, at four years old, it was a little difficult. <laughs> <laughs> How about you, Mr. Tyler? Well, I guess vocals are a little different, but when did you start singing, I guess? Uh, I guess... I really took, uh, I guess it was my middle school. Um, I'll do a shout out to my choir teacher, Mr. Walters, who's now retired. Um, he heard me singing in the hallway. I was just singing some Frank Sinatra. Um, and he's like, hey, you should join choir. And I was like, oh, hey, I, I guess that sounds fun. And then uh, from there on out, I just kept singing, did musicals after that. And then the rest is kind of just like history. I mean, the first time I sang in front of an audience was Frank Sinatra's Fly Me to the Moon, my seventh grade year of middle school. Yeah. 
It's amazing. Everybody we've had on here, they all talk about their like their their, their middle school music teachers. Yeah, mm. you know, they're, they're the starting I'm, I'm inspiration. Like, they're all, you know, they're all like, when was like, I was in middle school and and I had this guy, blah, you know, blah blah blah, and he took me under his wing, and, and everyone. You and I were in band together, weren't we? I think we were both percussion. Um, in yeah, seventh I did, grade, I did percussion in junior high, so that's definitely yeah. possible. Yeah, but we had English classes where we really bonded. That's right. Yeah. We bonded over. Uh, he he got. Um, he actually syntax. got kicked out of our English class. Well, that's a, that's nothing to. Was, they were Rock trying to break the band. You probably been kicked out of worse places, better places. <laughs> <laughs> we won't get into that story on this one. I could tell it. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, we'll save that we'll, one for We'll later. go into that when you get your turn to talk about oh, it. Oh, yeah. That's where we, we started playing in middle school, too. I think the first time Spencer and I, we both grew up in Utah, and the first time we jammed, we were like 12-ish. 12, 15. It was 8th grade, I think. Yeah, 8th yeah. grade sounds right. Like, or 7th. Six, so when did you come seven. to Wesley? I moved out here, well, I moved to Colorado in 2008 for college, and my dad bought a house out here in 2010. <laughs> So most of my family's from here, so I came home for one summer in college and fell into Perks and Quirks open mic night, and now that's how I know everybody here. Yeah. So Joe, Joey's dad is actually here, being sitting in the back, Hi, very quiet and well-behaved. Hey, Rob. Hi, Rob. <laughs> All right, so, so you've been, so Rob is relatively new. By the way, you will not be considered a Wesley resident until till like 2040. <laughs> hey, Spence. You would definitely be an outsider, as I am, and I've only been here like 35 years. Actually, a Colorado native. Ah, yep. I spent some time in Colorado a long time ago. I sure yeah, did. Yeah, yep, yep. <laughs> Denver, I mean, you know what the problem with spending time in Denver is? You get stuck you, on, you know. You, you, get, you, you learn what good Mexican food is. Mm. Oh, yeah. And, 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 you just can't find it enough. Enough green chili to make you wanna. Yeah, that's true. Utah has pretty good Mexican yeah, food too. But in Texas, but around here, yeah, it's, it's uh, not, not the best. Not the best. <laughs> I try every now and then, but no, it doesn't do it. Okay, so what else is new? Early, early years. Yeah, you spent other than getting kicked out of English class. Oh, that's is, fine. I I don't want to be here. Um, so, <laughs> I was so excited to record a podcast, to be honest. I record podcasts at my house all the time. Um, so if any of my friends are listening, hi. Um, also, uh, let's see. I started playing drums when I was probably 10 or 11. Uh, I didn't get my first kit until I was 12, though. So we got like the, the pickle bucket, the gallon ice cream thing, and just kind of pieced together pots and pans and whatever to just make music. Um, we had guitars in the house growing up, so I mean, we were doing stuff, but yeah, it wasn't until we were 12 we picked up a pearl kit, I think, from a, from a yard sale for 10 bucks or something, and the cymbals were all thrashed and everything was bad, and it was amazing. It was great. Good place to start making How music. How does cymbal be bad? It's just metal. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, was, it was cracked and bleeding and oh, dying and, oh, well, and very whatever. Very, very sad. But uh, I do have a big passion for recording music, and I started doing that probably when I was four or five. Really? I used to sing along to songs on the radio and record them on a tape player and then listen to them back. So there's probably a tape somewhere of me singing like Heartache Tonight or whatever was happening in 94. <laughs> so little, little Spencer singing along to the Eagles. Why not? 
Why not? It's cute. It sounds awesome. I would like to hear that. Yes, please. I'll, I'll find it. Deep cuts by deep Spencer's cuts. childhood. We'll release an album. <laughs> <laughs> Just deep cuts. So that's good. And then, so middle years, kind of, when you're, we'll work up to what you guys are doing now, but, you know. Just more of the same. So um, to speak. Spencer and I, about like fifteen ish, sixteen, started jamming like pretty religiously and writing songs. And my uncle was big into recording, so he helped me set up like a Tascam four track tape recorder. Oh yeah. And Spencer yeah. and I like started recording our own original music. And as we were getting older and into high school, we ended up like doing a couple battle of the bands together. And uh, so we we pretty much. From like 12 on until I moved out when I was 18 to Colorado, we pretty much just continued playing. Yeah. And then since last year, we basically took nine years off. <laughs> yeah, so you guys were all... So you're, what would you consider your home base now? Westerly or Denver? Or Probably Westerly more Westerly? than anything else. Well, it was else. Denver for recording because I was living here for a year doing my solo stuff. That's when I met Joe. And the first thing we did was sing Wonderful Tonight at Perks and Corks. And then we were like, all right, cool. Let's make this happen again some point. And then, uh, yeah, I moved out to, to Denver for two years. We recorded out there, but now I just moved back. So I'm in Jersey. And I was like, I mean, East Coast could probably be the main plan. And then we have our base in Salt Lake with Spencer. And Spencer, you're living these days? Uh, I live in Salt Lake City, Utah. Lake City. So, so, so you guys kind of get together when you can come back, yeah. so to speak? He yeah. actually flew in yesterday morning at like 7 a.m. And then we played at Perks last yeah. night, so that was a little wild. <laughs> what a fun time. I feel like you've been here for a year, hey, We're, we're going to jump ahead a little bit. So just coincidentally, well, maybe not coincidentally. I guess that is coincidentally. Um, these guys played at Perks last night, which we've talked about numerous times on this show before. So it's mid-August, and they this is the first time you've had the full band at Perks, right? The first yeah. time live together. Last May, um, on or 2017 May, I'd kind of had the idea for a while after I met Tyler as a vocalist that like if I could jam with the two of them together, I thought there would be something ridiculous happening. So I kind of on a whim over the winter of 2016, 17, I was kind of calling everybody randomly and said, can we be free this weekend and just, I don't know if we're starting a band or whatever, I just want to record. And after everybody met, we thought it was a cool thing. So we did it again in October. But last night was the first time we've ever played live. Yep. Like we've, yeah, yeah. we've only done the studio stuff, which seems a little backwards and it's kind of hard to describe to people. <laughs> so I dropped in about 10 o'clock. The place was... I'm, I think the guy actually kind of looked inside and looked at me and tried to decide whether... Maybe it was because I looked a little sketchy, or maybe, or, 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 or maybe because the place was getting so you know up to the fire code. But it was it was jamming, and you guys had Gene playing with you. Yep, we had Gene sitting, and, in. and your bassist, which couldn't make it today. Yeah, Dan Corbett is uh, sitting on with us for these couple gigs. Out yeah, here, so, so um, it was it was really good. Thank you. It's the most fun I had. Playing live, yeah, stuff it was, ever. It was it was a real interesting experience for Spencer and I to drive home last night after our first gig in Rhode Island, and like the last gig he and I played live was probably eleven years ago. Yeah, and it was just kind of like, oh wow, we're like we're not too bad at this anymore. Yeah, yeah. you know it's, it, and I've said it many times. I'll say it again. You know, part of this podcast is to encourage people that saying. 
I'd like to do that, but I'm not sure I can. 90% of the people out there, if you put the work in there, you can do it. Yeah. You, you, you yeah. can do it. it, it, it it's uh, just got to put some time in. That's mm. all. You put some time in and you can do it. put some effort in and you can do it. Listen, if I can do it, anybody can do it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think, I think where we are with the YouTube sort of generation, everybody expects their success to kind of happen overnight, but it's definitely a progression. It's not something you can just step into, which I think is why a lot of people give up on music is because it, it's not going where they saw it going. It, it's, or where they assume. It, it, it's work. You know, the, the, it's work, and, and the first few years... It's work. I, that's all I can say is yeah. it's work. You know, you, you got to do the open mics. You got to, you got to sit there and, and and play in front of five people. You know, you got to go to sketchy bars. You have to. Uh, that's the, the best part. You have to deal with. Uh, you know, I love sketchy bars. So, yeah, I do too. <laughs> you, I do too. You would. <laughs> Not surprised. No one's surprised. <laughs> um, you, you're going to run into some bar owners that aren't the best. You know. You, you, and we all went into the, the double booking thing. You, you're all excited about playing someplace, and you, and you get there, and somebody else is already set up because somebody didn't keep the calendar straight. You know? That happened to me before. Oh, yeah. it happens. To, you know what? If you're a musician, it's going to happen. It's yeah. going to happen. I don't miss playing solo, though. I'll tell you that. Yeah. I feel like the last time Spencer and I played together, like everything was pretty cool. And then everything you just described, I went through by myself and then called him back up and everything's back to normal. Yeah, <laughs> I spent nine years having all that stuff happen. Oh, and I was it, like, it, well, it, I should have just kept Spencer the whole time. It's, and you know what? It's, just, it's just part of the deal. Yeah. It's just part of the deal. You know? and, and, it, and as you get more experienced, A, you get to learn some of the warning signs, and B, you, after a while, you just say, all right, it happened. I mean, and if you are double booked, I've actually had some guys just say, you know, the other musician there is like, you know what, sit in with me, I'll give you half, you know, they, you know but some would yeah. just say, hey, they call me first, I got to go, like, but what yeah. it, it is what it is, you know. For sure. I mean, you can slog through all the crappy shows you want, but realistically, if you're not having fun, it's probably not something you should be doing because ultimately music is something you should be passionate about and something you should be having fun with regardless of the situation. Yeah, and again, even Truth. if you're playing a sketchy bar and there's five people listening to you, I mean, you, do, it, you can still have fun. You know, you can still... The, you got to make sure you, your, your attitude is like, I'm so great that everybody should be just listening to me rapturally. You know, it's like, you know what, that's not going to be true all the time. Yeah, Sometimes I mean, you're just the radio. But, you know, if you're, if you're the radio, look at it this way. You're getting paid to practice. And oftentimes I found is that, you know, I'm playing in a bar and I don't think anybody's listening to me, right? But, you know, so, so I take a break and I go walk by and all of a sudden somebody goes, hey, I really like that version of, you know, uh, Country Roads you did. You know, it's like, it's like, wow, you were listening. Yeah. Yeah. So, so sometimes, even though they don't appear to be listening, they are. That's right. A little validation goes a long way for sure, so uh, make sure you uh, hug a musician today. <laughs> well, give them a tip, you know. I, I, the, That'd the, be nice. Just a tip. Yeah. Big tip. Just a tip. Yeah, not even a big tip. If, if everybody <laughs> who listened to us gave us a dollar, it would be much better off. It's true. Yeah. <laughs> okay. That's true. 
<laughs> says the guy that didn't give these guys a tip last night. Now I think about it. It was too hot. But, but, it was too hot to pull you off. Oh, no. Yeah, it's too, yeah. it's okay. I think we did everybody's, better than most. Everybody's cash was stuck to him. <laughs> <laughs> oh, goodness. Yeah, that was a fun night. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Um, so we talked about Denver. We talked about your latest group. I'm trying to think. Mr. Ben, you got any questions? Ben's always got So, uh, Hi. Uh, yeah, scholar. Is this the general makeup of the band? Um, just the three of you. These are the original. Uh, were the original um, members? Yeah, we haven't really found like a permanent basis yet. Um, I'm working on bass, but that will so be a while. <laughs> with the recording sessions, the producer we were working with had a good friend um, come in and play on the stuff we recorded. Dang and then um, I've known Dan for a couple years through Perks and Quirks. And I've played with him with Mark Barardo and a couple other people. So when I, we were putting these gigs together, I called him and he said, hell yeah. So and he, he laid it down pretty heavy last night. These guys, Spencer, Spencer and Dan were pretty locked in. Yeah, so. it, it makes my job as a drummer a lot easier when there's a bassist that knows what's happening. And he, he definitely knew what was happening. Yeah, yeah that, was, that was my big question. Because um, as I told you guys before we started, I watched some of the... You know the studio stuff, the the footage that you had on YouTube, and um, which I highly recommend. By the way, uh, check out Three Times Distilled on YouTube because um, you know your Five Days in Denver uh, video is awesome, and then the Feeling All Right video is also <laughs> Thank great. You. Cool, man. Five Days Thanks. in Denver. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it was great. It was catchy. Um, the title was catchy, and then uh, it, everything was awesome. So, um, so last night was the first time that you guys played live. Yeah. yeah. And uh, the band in itself has been together for about a year. Our first recording was uh, in May of 2017. So yeah. About yeah. 14 months, yeah. Um, now, uh, the last, the most recent video that I watched of you guys, you talked about um, starting to write original music together. Mm. Oh, yeah. So Actually, where first... in the process of that are you? Oh. Um, so when we met in October, we'd already had a couple of originals mapped out. Yeah, we were working across and the lines we were the... we were kind of using an online recording software to send stuff back and forth. Yep. So we actually did um, four tracks in October, and our first original actually comes out tomorrow. Oh, that's uh-huh. awesome! Which, yeah. which With... is now two weeks ago when this comes oh, out. Yes. Yeah. 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 If you send uh, me that track. If mm-hmm. you don't mind, I'll put it on the podcast. That would be so awesome. Can and we're dropping it. another music video with that as well. Awesome. Yeah. And where can people find all of that stuff? We'll get to that again later at the end. But like, where can people find all of your... Uh... Um, our website is the number 3xdistilled.com. And then we pretty much use that kind of branding for Facebook and Instagram and everything as well. Um, and the name comes from uh, Jameson. Am I yeah. right? Am I correct? Uh, yeah. Yes. Yep. yep. Okay. Uh, yep. Our well, love for Jameson. Yeah, oh. how did that? How did the the name come? <laughs> uh, to um, do you want me to go about this? Oh, you, do you want to go about this? I'll do it because it was my friend. Okay, fine. Well, in the recording oh, yeah, studio, yeah, you can't get this wrong. He'll be pissed <laughs> off. Um, so we basically all met in the studio in May. They'd never met before. They've never met the producer. Got in the studio. We're kind of like, what the hell are we doing? And the producer had promised us a drum set when we got there and there was no drum set so that was our first day of being a band good first finding a damn yeah <laughs> finding a freaking drum so, set so like, I, flew out, I flew out to denver get to the studio i'm like cool where's the drums he's scratching his head like drums 
Yeah, it was. I was mortified. We still love you, because I mean, it's not like, hey, still we'll get it you, next dude. week. Like, no, we're no, only here like for four or five Spencer days. Spencer took like, the week off of work to get this done really yeah. fast, and day one, there's nothing that we can do. So, so we went to the store and bought some Jameson. Handle the big handle. We, we and handled it well. We handled it, <laughs> <laughs> which kind of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. We're working on making a tip jar out of a Jamo bottle. And the f- oh, the five days, the five days kind of got away from us. You know, at the end of it, we had we had recorded four songs, which three of them are out. One of them we have yet to release. Um, and when I got back home, I was bartending at the Windjammer, and every day I was like, "Well, we need a name for this thing." Like we didn't know it was going to be a band. We didn't know what the hell it was. I just really, really, really wanted to get these guys together and see what we'll see what it was. And one of my friends, Eric Kordakowski, was bartending with me and was just flipping the bottle around, like looking at it. And we looked at the, um, what was it, Sinu Mete? Oh, yeah, Sin Mete. Yeah, is, uh, just, means without fear, I think. That's on the crest of the bottle. Yep. And that, that seemed like it wouldn't come across very easily. And on the actual bottle, it says triple distilled. But, and then Eric said, why the hell not just call it three times distilled? And the name was, yeah, born. It, it was, it was actually the best part of us finally naming the band was not having to listen to Tyler Reed street signs anymore. Yeah. Yeah. I just kept reading street signs. Like, like what do you think about pockets <laughs> events? What do you think about falling rocks? Yeah. Falling naming, rocks. naming stuff is the worst oh, thing in the world. Denver's yeah. bitches. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I didn't, I made some weird I was ones. pretty excited about the project. So I wanted to come up with something that was tangible. Right. Um, One with three original. And I was like, well, if this, if this takes off, I don't want to, you know, chose Mulberry Lane or whatever Tyler <laughs> wanted to be in the place. Whoa, that was, that was so. I mean, I can go back in the text messages if you really want to. Uh, we'll discuss man. this later. Um, I was telling Doug, we had a meeting before you guys got here, and I uh, was telling him a huge story about how um, I hate the name of the uh, production company that puts out the podcast so yeah we're not gonna say it anymore he says it he says it every time and i'm like don't say that anymore we're dropping it i hate it uh because you know we just picked it because we needed to put something on something quickly and then now we're doing too many projects and i hate saying it to everybody so um we're definitely getting rid of that but uh and i'm not telling you what it is Spence really wants to know. He's looking at I me. I really want to no, know. I'm not can we can you. we hear afterwards? You, yeah, you can. You've built it up so much. Yeah. Um, but uh, when what, we share this, we're going to say the name. <laughs> were there? Were, that's fine. Uh, <laughs> were there other name options that you thought uh, were going to be it first? Um, did we have anything really? I think we threw around probably a hundred or so names without giving anything a second thought, really. Three Times Distilled was the only one that we were kind of happy with. Like Joey Michael Experience, which was their original band, uh, I, I was like... We're going to go back to Yeah, that. yeah that's going to be another I project. Going. I love that Yeah, name. once, once I'm great. gone it forever. Was, it was pretty rock and roll back then. You know, us in Salt Lake City, leaving. Utah, you know. Yeah. I'm never leaving. Really, a lot of culture out there. And I was just getting... It's funny, because in the studio, I was getting like all pissed. Like, why does it have to have your name in it? Yeah, Tyler, Tyler was... And and really, I was like, wait, you're backing this entire project. <laughs> Tyler <laughs> was really struggling with anybody else's name in the band. I was like, why? Um, and uh, so you guys have both talked about doing solo stuff. And I think that the next episode that we do with you guys, um, I would love to, uh, I'm sure Doug would love to cover more of um, what you've done on your own um, before this. And uh, 
that sort of thing. But for right now, um, really, the only thing that I think that we haven't covered in the first episode that we usually would is uh, what, like, what are your musical influences? Oh. Like, um, I know that you guys said that you met, uh, you know, playing Wonderful Tonight at Perks together and uh, stuff like that. So, like, what, what, what are the influences? What are, what's the sound of the band? What, what music did you like growing up? What got you into it? You know, like, what would you consider all of this? And, Doug, please take this microphone back. <laughs> Tell them about our intimate basement evenings. <laughs> our intimate oh, basement evenings? You that wanna, sounds you cover very that? promiscuous. Yeah, all I right. mean, hey, we're going to go into detail. Yeah, there's going to be some juicy stuff uh, coming out in just a second then. Um, I guess our biggest influence is probably uh, Kanye West. <laughs> Jeez. Big Kanye fan. No? Jesus. Jesus. Uh, I don't know, Joe. What You you go. Um, I got jokes. That's ooh. it. I, since I really got... First thing I like remember driving around to my dad's car was either... Paranoid by Black Sabbath Hell or yeah. Appetite for Destruction by Guns N' Roses. Those are both huge albums. And for the most part, as a kid, that's kind of what I remember. And as I was kind of getting older, I stumbled upon Stevie Ray Vaughan. And I was like, what in the yeah. hell is going on with this guy? And uh, as I kind of grew older, that guy just, him and obviously Jimi Hendrix, if you're a guitar player, it's kind of, unfortunately, you're stuck with that. Yeah. But uh, Spencer used to come, I mean, we both grew up in Utah, and he used to come over and we'd jam until we were exhausted, and then we'd just put on, uh, I think it was the Montro Jazz Fest where Steve Rump, I had the DVD, and we used to just watch that over and over and be like, why is he making those faces? <laughs> we like, didn't get it. Like, what the hell? I thought you were just playing guitar. The and, greatest face you know, in rock and roll music. Yeah, and I think as like we've gotten older, we're like, oh, this is like... He's putting a lot of energy and effort into that. Oh, it's yeah. not just moving your fingers around. So, For those who don't know, and it, it started way back in the 70s, I guess, the group started, the term, the power trio came into thing. And, we, yeah. and, and Cream was the first one, Eric Clapton, Ginger Baker. Uh-huh, Ginger Baker. Yeah. And, oh, um, yeah. It, and basically, a power trio was bass, drums, and a guitar. And the guitar guy has to be really, really good to pull yep. it off. You know, because he's doing the rhythm and the lead you, you at, the same, you at gotta, the same time. Yeah. And, and I just, you know who I just saw locally that it was a really spectacular part was uh, Glenn Kenzie's band, Wild Sun. Yeah. You know, they pulled it, he, Glenn pulled it off, you know, Glenn's the guitar guy, he pulled it off spectacularly. You know, yeah. you know it's, like, it's like, if you didn't know better, yeah, you would have if you just had your eyes closed. You would have thought it was a five-piece band. Yeah, yeah. Like when you see him play live, I definitely, yeah, I definitely agree yeah. with that for sure. Seeing him do that, Steve Ray Vaughan. That was that was just a trio, right? Mm-hmm. Was yeah, I'm, I'm, yeah. And Stevie, and, and again, his walking bass lines. Yeah. Yep, and he was spectacular. Okay, so it's it's getting time to uh, close up for this thing. Thanks for coming by, guys. Thank um, you. Um, um, here's my arms. I got to stop with the arms. So. How do we get in touch with you if anybody wants you? Um, our Facebook, uh, we're under Three Times Distilled, and our website is the number three, xdistilled.com. Dot com, dot com, dot com. Okay, well, we're going to have these guys back, and we're going to have, next time they come, they're going to bring some instruments, and we'll have some live music. Other than that, off we go. 
looking back over my shoulder. Oh, the tragic thing in this life is that we're getting older. Innocence is lost. I knew what it cost. We're too deep in it now. Looking back, I'm not really sure how. Too deep. Too deep. Too deep. It is. 